Welcome back to the weekly watch list. Today, we're going to discuss the craziness that's happened in the Bitcoin market over the last 24 hours and talk about whether the events of the last day could potentially be setting us up for the beginning of an explosive Bitcoin bull run and talk about what the potential ramifications could be. I also, as I do at the beginning of every single weekly watch list show, want to go through the top altcoins that I'm eyeing this week, both from a long and a short perspective, you'd be surprised. There are actually a lot of coins doing some really interesting things at the moment, both in terms of fundamentals and technicals as well. So that's something we are also going to get into. But firstly, let's recap what has happened for Bitcoin and let's look at the Bitcoin technicals and see what they are telling us about what we can expect over the next week or so. So it was a pretty crazy turn of events yesterday. It's been well documented that Cointelegraph essentially did a fake report that, that a Bitcoin spot ETF was getting approved. That resulted in a bunch of people aping into Bitcoin in the futures market. The CVDs were going crazy. Bitcoin started pumping. It had a massive wick up to 31k on some exchanges. Interestingly, even before this Cointelegraph tweet came out, Bitcoin was already starting to move to the upside. Were there insiders at Cointelegraph positioning? Was this natural market movement? Well, there's no way to tell for sure, but Bitcoin was in an uptrend, so that certainly made the wick to the upside even more explosive. But of course, it ended up coming straight back down as soon as BlackRock confirmed that the reports were fake and 10% of the open interest that was accumulating on Bitcoin was flushed in a single go. So it was a pretty crazy turn of events. It's really just another day in crypto, but not often do you see open interest getting aggressively wiped out in this fashion. You can see this big red candle for OI right here, and that is a pretty aggressive wick. So what can we draw from that wick? What are, what are the conclusions that we can take as investors? Well, a lot of people are saying, and pretty much the sentiment right now is that was the dress rehearsal. So when the real Bitcoin spot ETF gets approved and it's announced, that is how the Bitcoin price is going to react. It's going to move massively to the upside because that's what happened when people thought that it was getting approved before it turned out to be fake. Well, yes, that can be true to an extent, but there are a couple of caveats here, which I think a lot of people are missing. The main one being the time frame. There was really only a 10 to 20 minute period where the market thought that these reports were real. So, of course, the market reacted super aggressively in a short amount of time. However, this is an unnatural market movement for huge spikes to happen based on news-based events. Let's take FOMC for an example. How often do you see FOMC pumps pump super rapidly when Jerome Powell says something and then only for the end of his speech to end up resulting in the price coming back down to its starting point? So the thing with the Bitcoin spot ETF approval is you would want to see a sustained bid. And we didn't have a full dress rehearsal here. Maybe we had 10 minutes worth of dress rehearsal, but we didn't have a full dress rehearsal to see whether or not there would be a sustained bid. So time frame is one reason that I'm a little bit more skeptical than others here. Another reason is because of the extremely thin order books. The order books are very thin. And essentially what this means is market depth has been consolidating across a lot of the major exchanges. So basically it doesn't take much 
to push price in either direction when liquidity is super thin because you can get these crazy wicks, right? Because people are getting stopped out as price is moving up and there's not enough liquidity to capture price. So essentially what ends up happening is you get these crazy scammy looking wicks and that allowed the price to move up super, super quickly. Um, another negative that's kind of been floating around is that this is an example of Bitcoin market manipulation and that could help Gensler's case against approving a Bitcoin's body ETF so it could come back to bite us. I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, yes, although in a way it's market manipulation, at the same time, it's really just the market reacting to news, albeit fake news, but there's no concrete evidence that there was some bad actor manipulating price here, despite a lot of speculations about, you know, Cointelegraph insiders positioning themselves and profiting off it and whatnot. So I just gave you a couple of reasons to be skeptical. The good news is the market reacted positively. So overall, I come out of the day of events being optimistic because, the you know, the market reacted in a positive fashion, which is good. It's better than the market not reacting. If the market didn't react, I'd be like, well, we're in a bit of trouble here. When the actual announcement happens, if the market wouldn't even react, initially initially then you know what's going to happen um the price probably ends up dumping right well that's not what happened the market did react positively i just don't think you can draw this conclusion that i'm seeing so many people online drawing that the bitcoin spot etf approval is going to cause this massive sustained huge bull run-esque rally just because the 10 minutes of price action that we got from this fake tweet alluded to a pump Um, definitely not a reason to be bearish, just not a reason to be insanely bullish either. And I would still be cautious. I wouldn't just be aping into Bitcoin, um, just trying to chase this spot ETF trade. I mean, you've had ample opportunities to get in, uh, close to range lows. If you want to position yourself for that trade in terms of positioning spot and in terms of positioning in leverage, well, unless you're using extremely low leverage or you're just willing to top up margin to, to, to an excessive amount, it's not really how I'd be positioning myself for a bid here. This is more a bet on sustained inflows over a longer duration of time. And although there definitely isn't Bitcoin spot ETF trade here, I think for most people, they're not buying because of a trade. Most people are just buying because they don't want to miss the spot ETF pump, right? Um, So it's an interesting one. But in terms of where Bitcoin sits, just purely in terms of technical analysis, right now we are currently consolidating above the 200 MA. It's obviously a positive sign because we got rejected twice. It's the first day we got a daily close above this level. Definitely look for consolidation. I think we can probably expect liquidity to come back down in this zone. If we bounce once again, that is a good sign that Bitcoin is starting to gain momentum to the upside. I think there are a lot of market participants now that are saying, well, the market reacted positively to a Bitcoin spot ETF and got around the 30K mark in terms of spot. That means the market at least should be pricing Bitcoin at 30K. Once again, I think there's flaws to that argument, but that is still a perpetuating narrative and we know how powerful narratives are. So that definitely could see that short-term push up to range highs. Um, But if we do get up to range highs, which I don't think is totally out of the question here at all. So that's the 30 to even 31K zone, slightly above the range high zone where we deviated before. If we do get to that zone, I still wouldn't be getting insanely bullish there, right? That's actually the last uh, place to get bullish. That's actually the place for you to get bearish. If you're a trader, if you're a swing trader, you're actually looking at longing the the bottom of this range, which is a 25K, and then shorting the top of this range at 30K, right? This is the range you're playing in. Um, Any decisive breakout either side, yes, that would decisively mark the beginning of a much larger push to the upside. Any decisive breakdown, breakdown below could definitely mark us coming back down to that 20K level but anything in between, there's no reason to oscillate in terms of fear and greed as long as we're just chopping in this range. At the end of the day, Bitcoin is 
in a range. If you want to take trades at the extremities of the range, I think go for it. If you're trying to position spot for the long term, I think go for it. DCAing is never a bad idea, but if you're trying to trade in the middle of the range, I just don't know if there's a huge edge there unless you have an extremely advanced trading system that is signaling you to go long, of which I don't. Um, so I'm not going to be trading this right now, but let's talk about altcoins. Obviously Bitcoin has had a good week, but it's not just Bitcoin. A lot of major alts have had pretty good weeks. I must say dominance keeps climbing. So even on these Bitcoin pumps, Bitcoin's leading and on the dumps, Bitcoin's leading. I mean, dominance has just been going up and up and up. So we're certainly not in any sort of alt season. In fact, I think dominance could go a little higher for a bit longer. Bitcoin typically leads into each cycle, so that's something to take note of. But there are altcoin opportunities every single week for both longs and shorts. And that's something, of course, we discuss in this show. So let's talk about some of the altcoins I'm looking at this week. I've got a couple shorts. I've got a couple longs. All super interesting plays, I think. Um, Because, yeah, even though the market recently has been boring, there seems to be some altcoin things bubbling in the background. Rollbit's actually performing fairly well at the moment, up 18%. This is one of my largest altcoin bags. Talked a lot about that. Stacks is something we're going to talk about later in the show. Solana pumping for a very interesting reason that I want to talk about later in the show as well. Um, And yeah, I think without further ado, let's get straight into it. Before we get into that, I want to thank one of our official show partners, Data Ownership Protocol. And if you've been watching some of my recent shows, you would know uh, that they've been working on their testnet, which is now officially live. So you can now officially use the application. They're airdropping 1% of the DOP token supply to early users of the network. So using the link in the description below, you can go onto the DOP website and click on testnet and you will be able to start testing the application for yourself. So click testnet and what you will be able to do is claim Ethereum on the testnet, claim testnet DOP tokens. You'll then be able to claim testnet assets. You'll then be able to test their encryption system, then sending assets, decrypting assets, um, and taking a part in their ecosystem. So essentially what DOP is, is it's a protocol that allows you to hide assets from the public. So let's say you want to make a swap or you want to hold assets and you don't want that information to be publicly available on chain. You can choose which data to encrypt and which data to be held and kept public. So this is something that I think is very needed in crypto. So I highly recommend uh, in the link in the description, you go and test it out, check it out. It's not real money. It's testnet money that you're going to receive. So it's essentially free to use. And yeah, I would just go on there and have fun, test it out, because when their official protocol launches, A, that'll put you in a good position for an airdrop, and B, um, you'll know how to actually use the application, and you'll know the benefits of using the application for when you want to encrypt your own assets to take ownership over your own data. So there's a link in the description to check out DOP. Once again, now would be a perfect time to do so, considering their test that's now live. I will be going over this in one of my next shows this week. I will run you through step-by-step how to actually do that, Um, but if for the early birds that want to give it a go themselves, um, you can do so now. All right, let's get into the alts of this week. Let's do this rapid fire. I want to do this quick, not waste anyone's time. Let's get into the altcoin news. First one is Flocky. Flocky is interesting because they have this announcement that they've been teasing for the 17th. When you're watching this video, that should be day of, um, depending on where you are. If you're in America, um, it'll probably already be announced. But basically, Flocky, big announcement, been teasing it for a while. When we saw SHIB do a similar announcement with Shibarium, we did see price roll over. So Flocky, for me, is not a long. It's actually a short if we look to roll over 
at this range high zone. So we have had a pretty substantial pump from range low to range high, 22%. From range high back down to range low, if you want to take uh, this trade, it's roughly 18% as well. And you can see here, you can actually draw out structurally this horizontal line all the way back to mid-August. And you can see we've been knocking on this line. We've deviated uh, above a couple times, but this has been a significant area of resistance and yeah buy the rumor sell the news play there potentially if you're looking at trading it there are a few indicators you're going to want to watch you're going to want, want to watch the RSI's ticking over you want to also start to see flocky making lower lows on those lower time frames probably not going to be trading on the four hourly or the daily you're probably going to want to see price rolling over on the one hourly look for that bearish uh, breakdown and then you know this could be a, a setup that you look at i'm not an expert trader but the fundamentals are telling me the buy the rumor sell the news event could play out on Flocky. Um, it definitely could, just considering we have seen that time and time again from other alts. That's a very interesting one. So now flipping to the long side, one that's really interesting at the moment is Tron. TRX, not a protocol that I'm fundamentally too well-versed in, nor fundamentally interested in long-term. But short-term, I think it would be remiss of me not to note that in terms of USDT settlement, they have been one of the biggest chains, and they just hit a local all-time high for TVL. Tron, actually, according to DeFi Llama, has more daily active addresses than any other blockchain, which is crazy. And I think it's because people just love trading stablecoins on Tron. Even I trade stablecoins on Tron. Why? It's fast. It's quick and most exchanges support it. So it's super easy. And I guess it's kind of build up this element of trust in, in the stablecoin space, which has created a unique use case for the Tron network. Now, that's not the only reason I wanted to talk about it today, not just metrics. I also wanted to draw your attention to this chart. For traders, this has been a little bit of a dream because every single touch of this upwards trend has been a nice support buy trade uh, that's been able to consistently net you. I mean, look here, like 46% spot profits. We're talking spot here. 46% again. The next move to the upside, 44%. The next move to the upside, um, 27%. I mean, you know, you put in any sort of leverage in this in this uh, channel and you're looking at some pretty tasty gains. Um, now, of course, this channel can break, but if you are interested in playing this Tron grind higher, I would certainly look at another pullback to this support line as being a, a decent area to add to a Tron position. Conversely, if you start breaking down and you start getting underside retests, well, that could be your big monumental break of structure to signal a short. So it really could be a short or a long, depending on how we react in this zone. But history, at least recent history, has been telling us on the weekly chart that that has actually been a pretty good zone to long Tron. And even on the daily, structure has been holding super well, basically making higher low after higher low. So Tron actually looking like one of the most bullish coins in the market, even though fundamentally it's not my favorite coin, it would be remiss of me not to point out this trend is forming. So definitely one to add to your watch list. Of course, this is the weekly watch list, which means these are tokens we add to our watch list. Not all of them we take trades on today, but some of them we add to our watch list. We monitor them because they're going to present opportunities in the future. I think Tron is definitely one of them. Okay. Let's get into Solana and Matic now. These two are super interesting because they're two assets which had a fair bit of supply overhang considering the FTX estate holds a significant amount of both of these and Galaxy is mandated to liquidate these assets to pay back the creditors of FTX. However, in an interesting turn of events, we actually saw FTX staked a significant portion, $121 million worth of Solana 
Then they also decided to go ahead and stake $9.6 million of Matic as well as Ethereum. So a lot of us thought they were just going to sell, market sell. Um, and of course, you know, we thought that would be spread out over time. Looks like that's going to take even longer now because it seems like they just want to hold on to it for the time being. Maybe they're staking it and waiting for better market conditions. We don't know the exact strategy. What we do know is that they're not immediately selling. And this is quite an interesting one because there are a lot of shorts that started to pile up. When people expect supply overhang to set in for a certain token, people start positioning themselves short. That's why Solana had a lot of price pressure. But with this announcement that they're staking Solana, it is very possible we get a short squeeze. And this is already what started to eventuate here with Sol moving up aggressively from $21 to $24. On Matic, this hasn't quite happened yet, but all it takes is a few buys to step in. And all of a sudden, you have this massive pileup of shorts that start to really struggle um, to maintain grip on their position. Especially if Bitcoin holds up, I think Matic and Sol, they could have little pops to the upside. So that's something to watch considering... It doesn't look like the supply overhang is quite going to set in. Shorters are probably going to have to top up margin if price tries to squeeze them out. And are they going to have the conviction to do so, considering the selling could now be delayed? That's the indicator that we're getting. I'm not quite sure. So it's going to be an interesting one to see if there's a short, there's a short squeeze. Looks like it's already happening on Solana. So I would hold off on this one for the time being. But Matic could be an interesting trade over the next day or so as well. So those two are definitely two to keep your eye on. Over to the next altcoin, uh, two altcoins actually under this category, but the main one is Stacks. The Bitcoin narrative is really, really strong. When it comes to narratives, I think it's kind of funny. Although Bitcoin is the most logical play to get exposure to the Bitcoin spot ETF trade, a lot of investors have started to skew into like proxies. I mean, GBTC is probably the most major proxy that represents the Bitcoin trade, but you do have things like Bitcoin Cash and Stacks, which are also like Bitcoin proxy bets, right? In the Bitcoin ecosystem, Stacks being essentially an L2 for Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash being well the forked version of Bitcoin. Um, but these two assets become really interesting bets in a Bitcoin first environment. When I say Bitcoin first, I mean, Bitcoin's been leading the altcoins. Bitcoin likely leads into next cycle. That's just what we've seen typically from cycle to cycle. Most alts tend not to outperform Bitcoin during this period, but Bitcoin-related alts, Bitcoin proxy alts, well, that's a different story, right? Because they're piggybacking off the Bitcoin narrative. So Stacks, I've talked about it in the past, is an interesting bet that I that I believe in um, fundamentally for my portfolio in terms of just having a bit of Bitcoin proxy bet exposure. But in terms of a trade, it's also quite an interesting one uh, because you have the SBTC developer test. That's the new product that they're launching on October 18th. And you also have the Bitcoin Unleashed conference on the 19th to the 20th in London. And this will have both Stacks and SBDC lead developers in attendance. A lot of expectations around this event. So I wouldn't necessarily trade into this event because trading to events is risky, but I would definitely keep my eye on the developments that occur over the next couple of days. We also have Bitcoin Cash as well. Um, that is also subject to this event too. So very interesting. I think Stacks long-term is an interesting proxy play, but in the short term as well, you do have this event as a more immediate catalyst. Definitely add these ones to your watch list if you haven't already, especially Stacks, just because I like the fundamentals more than BCH because they become very interesting plays, I think, in a Bitcoin-first environment. 
Let's get on with the last two alts I want to talk about. We've talked about a couple shorts, a couple longs. I want to end the video on a dreary note. I apologize uh, by talking about a couple of shorts. The first one is Axie Infinity, which in three days has a major unlock. I mean, I think the gaming narrative is just a little bit dead. Major unlock. Unlocks do tend to affect price. We are, I did a video where I actually looked at how unlocks historically affect tokens based on the mass data, and um, we found that unlocks historically affect price around two weeks post-unlock. Uh, that's usually when you see the taper off for large-cap unlocks. Um, this one doesn't quite constitute uh, a large-cap unlock, um, but it, all, it almost does, pushing it to 11.5% of the total market cap. So it's almost in that echelon of you know being a major unlock. A lot of it is staking rewards, so, so those are tokens that people can just dump on the market. Some of it is team tokens, play to earn. It's pretty much spread across ecosystem, advisors, private sale, public sale as well. So you get uh, actually no public sale, just um, just advisors, because private sale and public sale, I think, have stopped uh, issuing new tokens. Actually, you can see the red and the blue here, but all these other sectors, they will experience this unlock, which cumulatively comes out to be quite a substantial unlock. I don't know how Axie's... I certainly wouldn't be longing Axie, uh, I'll tell you that much. Um, and if a short setup presents itself, that's definitely one to look at and add to the list. ApeCoin is another one. I feel like we talk about ApeCoin every 30 days on these watch list shows, probably because we do, um, because every 30 days there's an ApeCoin unlock. It's just dilution after dilution after dilution. This coin has probably been the best coin ever to short because pretty much every single time... It, ApeCoin pumps, you know, eventually it's going to end up dumping uh, because there's just more and more supply hitting the market in a market that's not particularly keen on not only board apes, but GameFi, Metaverse, memes, or, or, or any of the like. It's it's a risk-off environment, and ApeCoin's really suffered for a few reasons, but another 4% of its market cap being diluted onto the market certainly doesn't bode well for price. This is another one I'll add to the list of shorts. Got to be careful shorting on the day of unlock. But typically, as I said, what we see is that taper off post unlock um, that does end up affecting price. So got to be careful. If you do want to trade any of the coins I talked about in today's video and you want to do it in a decentralized fashion, because why wouldn't you want to do it in a decentralized fashion? There's a link in the description to G-Trade, which enables you to trade a variety of altcoin pairs, ApeCoin included, to the long side or the short side, as well as Forex and commodities. So link in the description to G-Trade. You can trade across Arbitrum or Polygon and keep custody of your own assets. You do it with your own MetaMask. It's your money. Um, you can simply use their platform to trade. Set a stop loss, of course. Set a take profit, of course, but also choose between 2x and 150x leverage. Very rarely would I even imagine anyone would have to use 150x, so probably the lower end of the spectrum would be better for most people, unless you're just a ridiculous, crazy degen. And over the past few weeks, there's been some really nice developments. We can observe here that the protocol made 638k worth of profit, which it distributed to its various stakers in the month, which was amazing. They also announced their new tokenomics, a lot of new trading pairs as well, uh, so lots to like about the GAINS network ecosystem, and there's a link in the description if you want to trade on G-Trade. So I hope you enjoyed this weekly watch list video and I hope now you have a better grasp on the market, some of the old coins that are looking interesting from a trading perspective this week. I will see you tomorrow for another video. And until then, good luck in the markets. Have a lovely rest of your day. Peace out.